Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, have a good Friday to you, everybody. Black Friday, I guess I should say. The day after Thanksgiving, we hope that uh, your holiday was good. Ours was. And, uh, Luke, I'm hoping that you and Lauren had a great Thanksgiving as well. We did. Pecan pie. My mom made sweet potato casserole, one side of it with pecans, the other side of it with marshmallows, Hmm. two types of turkey, and uh, then we did gumbo last night at Lauren's uh, parents' house. It was a great day. So you didn't go hungry. Is that what I'm hearing, brother? Uh, I'm still not hungry. I, I I just ate some some leftovers before I left the house, and I think I'm set for a couple more days. Well, I got you. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Core Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke and I, uh, we've got great guests today. Bill Broadhead is going to join us here in just a moment. Going to talk about a very special Southern Miss football player that will be finishing his career here tomorrow. Later in the show, John Cox always enjoy uh, having the play-by-play voice of our Golden Eagles on the Eagle Hour. Dickie's Barbecue Pit may be a great place to go if maybe you've had a little too much Thanksgiving food. You can go eat some good barbecue tonight at Dickie's. Uh, they're open seven days a week and a great place to cater your next event. Bill Broadhead's about to join us, uh, who's held a football endowment and funded that for over 20 years. But before we do that, Luke, have you got an update on the Lady Eagles? When I left the house, they were cruising uh, really, really easily. Right now, I just I'm pulling it up as we speak. I'll uh, go ahead and go to Bill, and I'll, I'll give you one in just a minute. All right, Bill Broadhead is a, a longtime Southern Miss supporter. Has funded a football endowment uh, for over 20 years. I understand the one and only Luke Johnson uh, benefited from that, as has the uh, great kid Swayze Bozeman, who will finish his uh, long career at Southern Miss tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock uh, from. Kearney Park, Mississippi, a.k.a. Flora, and I'm very, very familiar with that. Uh, Mr. Broadhead, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and I know you're really proud of Swayze Bozeman. Hey, Bob and Luke, thank you all for letting me be back on the show. I always enjoy my on-air visits with you guys, and yes, I, I'm so thrilled to be able to come on and talk about Swayze today and uh, his accomplishments and, and his future. So, uh you know, I, I was I was talking with Luke a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and I think Swayze is actually about to eclipse one of my records, and that's of four senior years at USM. And I think <laughs> he's, he's about to try to tie my record. Of course, there's very different conditions for each of us going four senior years. Mine wasn't quite as uh, good as his, but anyway, he's about to he's about to overcome that. Uh, we do love Swayze. I mean, he he is out of that Luke Johnson mold. Despite his his background, you know, uh, Bob, you might not know this. I know Luke does, but me being a Simpson Academy product, 
we don't associate or think very much of Tri-County products. Uh, <laughs> I think it's John 146 yeah. that says, can any good thing come out of Flora? And, and I think the new translation say Nazareth. But despite that background, Swayze is, is awesome. And, and since the get-go, since he came here, really before he was a part of our endowment and, and brotherhood, uh, when I first heard the name Jane, uh, Jane Hulan Sims was at the time the Colin Wesson uh, president, and, and I mentioned something about Swayze, and, and we'd heard some stuff on him, and she told me, said he, he didn't just run the Fellowship of Christian Athletes for Wesson, he had a resurrect program that was dead on campus and, and had it flourishing to be uh, what it was there and what he left behind there. And and I'll tell you something really cool about the FCA on USM's campus, and it's kind of one of those full circle moments for me as a dad. You know, now it's been a few years, but I was on the, I was on the FCA uh, board for Southern Miss when, when Mitchell Williams came to us one day and, said that uh, he felt like God was leading him away from WDAM and he wanted to come to work for FCA. And I, I'd known Mitchell for probably a decade before that time and, and love him as, as a brother in Christ. And anyway, I was part of the, the board that brought Mitchell in. And then Swayze comes from Colin and he is so alive with FCA. And I love Swayze kind of mirrors Luke and, and their their lens that they look at the world is for the eternal value and what he's built through the FCA with Mitchell here in the full circle for me is that now that my daughter is at Southern Miss, my, my youngest child, Bella is a freshman cheerleader and she's going to these FCA events and getting ministered to by both Mitchell and, and Swayze. And it's, it's really cool for me. I'm proud to see, you know, her her reaping the benefits of having two great people like that right. Uh, right. minister on campus. All right, get in here, Luke, with Mr. Broadhead. Um, yeah, Bill, I, I think I was the uh, the third recipient of the uh, of the scholarship. Uh, Dnix and Greg Brooks before me, and then starting right. with me, we kind of you know started picking the next guy. You would basically allow the next guy to uh, to do that, and and Swayze. I think Swayze's probably had it longer than than anybody. But uh, and and through that you've got to know him and 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 Bob. So you know we're all on uh, a text message together, a group thread. So Swayze, Jonathan, Gary, Austin, Davis, Jonathan Palmer, Ryan McKee, tons of those guys. You know now we're we're in the the double digits. But Bill, I know it was pretty special. I think he's the only one that's got married while he was still on the endowment, and uh, we are thankful that he married a former Southern Miss Golden Eagle, Macy. Yeah, we love Macy, and she is a. Former Southern Eagle, great. And you know, the only thing I asked the Macy, don't don't take them back to Delaware with you. Marry them and, and support them here. Don't don't make a Yankee out of her boy. And uh, she's been, she's been great with that. But he he is a Drake is actually the the recipient that handed it off to Swayze and Drake Dorbeck, <laughs> former offensive lineman. Right, great great guy. And Swayze, you know, uh, for the last few years. Not knowing if this is his last year, he's, he's prayerfully considered people on the team that would be good to hand it off to. And we talked uh, as recently, I think it was two weeks ago, and he, he's got it narrowed down to two guys. And here, here pretty soon he'll uh, he'll 
he'll name who he wants to uh, replace him and, and not replace him, but be, I guess, in the way to word that, Luke, to be a new addition to the family, a new addition yeah. to the scholarship brothers. But I'm proud that he takes it very serious and he has been praying and, and just watching the guys because we want somebody that's real. You know, I mean, right. we've had through the, through the years, uh, we've had two NFLers, and that's cool. But we've had four ministers come through, and that's that's eternal value. And I can't wait to see the the ministry that Macy and and Swayze are going to have. But uh, to enable that to have somebody to come through that's going to be of that same cloth as Luke and Swayze, yeah. and somebody that you know we want a war daddy, but more importantly, somebody that's going to be real and be uh, reflective of the Lord Jesus Christ in their daily walk and do things for eternal value here on campus. Amen. Swayze's a, a war daddy. I mean, he uh, every time he's out there, there's you know he's got some pad on because he's hit somebody too hard the previous week. But I don't think I've ever asked you this. You know, now that we're in double digits and you watched me play my last game, and you know I proposed to Lauren. You watched uh, Palmer and McKee and Ryan and Gary and you know Austin and and tomorrow will be the last game that Swayze Bozeman plays as a Golden Eagle. When when that chapter closes of each recipient of the of the Bill and Men of Broadhead Endowment, but particularly with Swayze because he's been a recipient so long. What what goes through your mind and you know how do you deal with that? Uh, you know I thought back and I actually was I sent Swayze a text yesterday the day before I can't I can't remember just telling him that that I'm thankful that. Team Broadhead can be affiliated with Swayze Bozeman. We think that much of him, and he's had to overcome uh, so many injuries. You know, like you said, he, he's he's a bulldog. He's going to grab you, and and you know his body's taken taken some licks and uh, been beat up a time or two. But just uh, again on the field, looking at him and just think of some of the great hits that he's he's had over time, and enjoyed watching him play because he. Uh, you know he he gives his best every every snap. He's not going to take one off. But like I said, to me the the fondest thing that I you know I like to think about with Swayze is just the anticipation because I know there's something special coming for him. You know as he grows and, and matures and and uh, I can't wait to see what the good Lord has for he and and Macy in the future. But yeah, I think uh, as far as the attributes, Bobby, I told Luke as a punter. He was the only one of our guys that we ever used to pray that we never saw play. We would pray that we <laughs> never, maybe to hold the extra points, but no, no more than that. But I used to tell Luke that God took my calves and gave them to him to help him out. You know, it looks like I, he's got my calves. But abs, I think, is what God took away from me and gave to, to Swayze. I'm going to miss seeing him run around in those crop top T-shirts before the game. With his headbands on, with the with the cross on it, showing off his abs, and just thinking, man, if I if I did that, they would, you know, <laughs> sure, please put a shirt on. But you know, we'll, we'll we'll miss Swayze. He could he could pull off a look that very few could with those crop tops. You know, all right, Mr. Broadhead, we appreciate all that you do for Southern Miss. Uh, you're welcomed on this show anytime, and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank y'all. Southern Miss to the top. See you, bro. Bill Broadhead, everybody. One of the great Southern Miss supporters. All right, basketball's doing good. Lady women, uh, the lady women, the women's team had a really big game today. We'll talk about that when we come back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net sponsors this segment of our program each and every day, and we're glad they do. It's a great place to uh, go catch some of the Thanksgiving uh, weekend football that's all over the TV. They'll have uh, good food and good drink and uh, always some Southern Miss cheer. And uh, we appreciate uh, all the folks down at 4th Street Bar and Grill. I also want to thank Campus Bookmark, uh, great supporters of ours, Miss Kathleen. I guess she's down there working today. She works every day of the week. And uh, it is a great place now. And that Christmas season is on. It's a great place to uh, go do your Christmas shopping. So Campus Bookmark, 4th Street Bar and Grill. We appreciate uh, both of those fine sponsors of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And want to remind you about Genesis of Hattiesburg, the official auto dealer of the Eagle Hour. Genesis sedans and SUVs are the finest luxury vehicles on the road today. And coming soon, the all-new Genesis showroom, Highway 98 West in Hattiesburg. Lady Eagles playing basketball this morning, Luke, and uh, made uh, mincemeat of the opponent. Yeah, Lady Eagles improved to 5-0, and defeating North Dakota by a score of 75-53. to Four Lady Eagles in double digits. Dom Davis led the way with 20 points. Lenny Cornfield with 15. Malaya Grayson with 12. Berkayla Gray with 11 points and nine rebounds. Uh, we we should say uh, Seeper didn't have the the best game today. Didn't shoot the ball well, but she's carried <laughs> she's carried the team with Dom. Uh, yeah. The other four games already. Yeah, Lady Eagles um, shoot really well uh, today. And uh, they shoot 40% from the floor. Uh, before we move on, we should say we at Eagle Hour sent our sympathies to, to Coach McNellis as her father passed away in the last Absolutely. few days. Absolutely. We didn't have a chance to talk about it because we weren't on the air yesterday, but the, the men lost uh, Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, look, they're playing really hard. There's no question about that, but they're having the dangest time. I mean, they, they shot, I think, less than 30% from the floor, less than 50% from the foul line. It's hard to put your finger on it when a, when a basketball team just cannot get the ball to go in the hoop, but that's what they're dealing with right now. And then you got to give credit to South Dakota State. They were scorching hot, and they were throwing three-point bombs uh, all over the gym. So uh, not a good night. Uh, the men really need to snap out of this and uh, start scoring some points. Yeah, men shot 29% from the field, 21% from three-point land. One of the things that continues to bother you, they hadn't been very good at the free-throw line. Uh, they shot 55% from the free-throw line. But, yeah, Southern Miss loses 65-54. Austin Crowley scores 18. Victor Hart scores 16. Of course, this was Wednesday night. But, yeah, I mean, Eagles just really couldn't knock down shots, and that's something that's going to hurt them um, down the stretch. And, you know, we talked about the lack of, of bigs. You got uh, a, a few there, but, I mean, the strength of this team has to be the mid-range jump shot, and somebody's got to get hot from three-pointers. Uh, you know, that's that's what you lost with Hase last year. So, right. yeah, it's, uh, you know, an opportunity um, for uh, for them to, to rebound uh, tomorrow. Uh, they're headed up to Milwaukee to take on Milwaukee um, at one thirty tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, uh, Crowley was four of eighteen, I think, from the floor, uh, and got a, got the rest of his points uh, from the foul line. He was one of that was hitting a few. So, uh, yeah, ladies uh, right now doing very well. Men are struggling. Uh, men need to win a game really badly, and uh, the Lady Eagles uh, continue continue to play very well. All right, uh, before we get to picks, uh, all. Football all day yesterday. Uh, explain to me how the Green Bay Packers come in and, and just hit the Detroit Lions in the mouth. <laughs> well, we all missed that one, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. So there was some crazy stat last night. My brother-in-law told me 
When there is a certain type of moon on Thanksgiving, the uh, the Lions have lost like 13 times. And yesterday was one of those. It was just one of those. They couldn't get, any, get going in anything offensively. They turned the ball over some. And uh, it was just one of those things where, yeah, uh, Packers played really good and Lions had a, a chance, a little chance towards the end, but, but couldn't get it done. And they should have probably lost last week. They came back and scored twice in the last three minutes. So, they're still eight and three, um, but yeah, yeah lines losing on Thanksgiving happens more times than not. All right, and then tomorrow at eleven o'clock, uh, the twenty twenty three football season ends. Uh, of course, it's been a very disappointing year. I, I guess you could you could salvage something by beating Troy, obviously, but uh, that's going to be a tall task. As we talked to Barry McKnight earlier this uh, week, Luke, um, I, I know that everybody says James Madison is the best team in the league, and arguably so, but boy, Troy's right there with them. Yeah, I mean, they don't turn the ball over. Running back for close to 1,300 yards. Gunnar Watson, only four picks the entire season. And, uh, of course, John Summerall's defense. Uh, I don't suspect that, that he'll be at Troy next year. And, you know, uh, they, being in the, the championship game, they want to get momentum, you know, going forward. And uh, as we get to picks here in just a minute, I mean, JMU being out of it really – Troy's, uh, you know, opponent has yet to be determined, but there's a couple teams we'll talk about in just a minute that have a chance. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's review the upcoming uh, final weekend, Luke, and uh, the Sun no, Belt. Th- this this is the next to last. I mean, regular We're, season. Regular okay, season. Okay, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. just for pick's sake. Bob and Kelly tied 74-42. I'm four games back at 70 and 46. All right, here we go. The battle for Louisiana. Monroe at Lafayette, mm. Cajuns are a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. Kelly Sander has sent me his picks. He is picking the Raging Cajuns. Well, Monroe looked mighty good last week. There's uh, no question about that, but I, I think uh, maybe the home field advantage is a little much, and uh, I, I sort of like the Cajuns in this one myself. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cajuns as well. Just so you know, my picks are already in, Bob, so what you say will not determine okay. what what's already done. This is a big one. Georgia State at Old Dominion. Old Dominion is 5-6. and six. They can get to bowl eligibility. The Monarchs are a three-point favorite. Georgia State, 6-5. and five. Kelly taking the Monarchs. Well, I'm going to go again with the home team. I think the Monarchs got a lot to play for. And uh, I, am I right? I mean, I think uh, Georgia Southern's been on kind of a, a bad streak. Lately. This is Georgia State, Georgia, not Georgia State, Southern. Georgia. Well, yeah. they have been on a bad. Uh, but yeah. they have. They've lost four in a row, yeah, Georgia exactly. State. Has. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I'm with Old Dominion. Yeah, I'm going to take the Monarchs um, as well. I think they have a lot to play for and and uh, have been playing well. A team that's been playing well, how about Arkansas State? Arkansas State putting up 70-plus um, <laughs> last week and uh, no no crying from, uh, from Butch Jones at all. Uh, they have just come on the last um, several games and uh, won three out of their last four. They are at Marshall who was my disappointment pick last week, got blown out by South Alabama. Marshall, however, is a two-point favorite at home. Kelly took the Red Wolves. I'm going to say with a hot hand. I mean, I I think Arkansas State put 70-plus up on Texas State. They can certainly go beat a pretty average Marshall team. Yeah, I'm going to take Arkansas State as well. I just think it will be a tough tough game, probably a little closer um, than, than what somebody might think. But I'll take the Red Wolves as well. South Alabama? A six-and-a-half-point favorite down in San Marcos against Texas State. Texas State has lost three out of the last four. South Alabama has won two in a row. Kelly takes Texas State. Hmm. 
That's a tough one because you don't you just know don't know what to expect out of South Alabama. But uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I th- I think they've got a great coach. I think they're going to finish the regular season strong. Yeah, I'm going to take uh, South Alabama as well. That would get them to seven wins and you know kind of give them a little solace over a uh, a game where or a season maybe they think that that they got let down some. All right, these next two are really important because both Appalachian State and Coastal are five and two. They're one game behind James Madison, but a win for one and a loss for the other um, are actually no. Both of them were to win. Coastal would get in after that that heads up win against App State, but uh, whoever uh, comes out on top will play Troy in the championship game. We will pick first Georgia Southern at. Appalachian State Mountaineers, an eight and a half point favorite in Boone. Kelly taking the Mountaineers. I'm I'm with uh, App State myself. Yes, I'm gonna take App State. Think they're too hot. Georgia Southern's faded a little down the stretch. James Madison at Coastal. How will the Dukes respond? Mm. Kelly thinks they'll win. That's the game of the week, isn't it? I think so. I mean, it would it would basically give Coastal the right to say that um, they're the you know de facto mm-hmm. East champions. But I'm going with the Dukes. I think they're going to bounce back. They barely lost the game last week. They've just been splendid all year. I'm, I'm going to go with James Madison. There is – I have to catch up at some way. I have to do it. I'm going to call an audible here. I should not. All right. But I'm going to lose anyway, probably in the long run, because of who I take in the next. So I'm going to take Coastal. And uh, because they have to win to try to get to it, and uh, I need to make up one. All right. Troy, a 17-point favorite uh, in the Rock tomorrow. Kelly is taking Troy. It hurts my heart to do this, but we're, we're trying to be, you know, we're trying to win this thing, so I, I, I'm i sorry. I have to go with the Trojans. It hurts my heart, quote, every week to pick against the Golden Eagles, but not Luke Johnson. <laughs> He's taking for the 12th week in a row the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. All right, two more real quick in the NFL. Jags, a two-point favorite on the road at Houston against C.J. Stroud and a really good Texans offense. Well, the Texans are good, but I like the Jags on the road. I like uh, I like the looks of that football team. I'm going to take the Jags, too. Kelly has, uh, take took Houston. Last pick, Saints at Falcons. The Dirty Birds, mm. a one-point favorite in the ATL. Kelly taking the Falcons. Who that, baby? I will amen that as well. Who dat? I will take the Saints, and uh, maybe I can get ground on a couple of this with there y'all. Right. Y'all have a four-game lead. Sorry sorry about my golden eagles. I'm just trying to win this thing. But... I got you. John, John Cox next on the Eagle Hour. He's about to finish up. We're going to find out how many years as a football play-by-play guy. Hang on. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome back. Glad you're with us on the Friday after Thanksgiving. This segment is sponsored by D1 and DBAT, proud supporters of our program, and we're happy to say a great place to take your children for baseball or softball training and a great place to go get a gift card for Christmas 
They've got a wonderful pro shop, and I'll guarantee you, you'll make a little ball player in your family very happy uh, if they have a gift uh, gift card that they can go spend at D1 and D-Bat on Hardy Street. All right, football uh, tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Uh, and it's the last game of the year, so who better to bring uh, back on the show uh, than our good friend John Cox, who has informed us that he will be finishing his 46th year uh, football for Southern Miss. But, John, you tell us this is either game 499 or 500, and you haven't counted them up. I, not in a while. I really haven't. You know, it's been so busy. Uh, football keeps you busy all the time. Basketball, you throw basketball in there as well. And, uh, you know, so I, I really haven't. I probably need to do that today. I may do that when I go home today. I'm sitting in the rock right now, but I, I really haven't thought about that number. I've been just thinking about uh, hoping the Eagles hit enough to win a ball game tomorrow. That's my primary focus right now. Yeah, no question about it. All right, 46 years, John, and this is going to be a very broad question, but what are the two or three biggest differences you see in college football from the year you started and when you do the game tomorrow? Uh, that's a good question. I, I would say, I would say at Southern Miss, it probably has been, you know, back in the, the late seventies, early eighties, and into the nineties. You know, it was we were primarily a team that would run the ball most of the time. And I would probably say a lot of teams were probably very similar to that. And, you know, somewhere there in the late 90s, it started to change a little bit. People started to throw it a little bit more, uh, maybe a little more emphasis on the special teams and things like that. And, uh, you know, not that the, they, they weren't concentrating on the defense still, but uh, it became more of an open-type game, wide-open type of game, a lot more points scored. You know, people were happy. You know, back in the days, if you went at 10 to 7 or something like that, and we certainly had our share of games like that. But I would just say the openness of it, uh, as far as the game is concerned, uh, teams are, you know, do a lot more things and, and do uh, wide open, kind of like basketball. You know, basketball used to be, you know, kind of a, kind of just dribble it up the court and run some plays. And then here, MK Turk came, and you know, they started to open it up and run up and down the floor and, you know, score 80, 90, 100 points. So, and then baseball is the same way. Baseball has become more of an open game. So I think that's just it. Coaches uh, kind of let the players loose a little bit, and uh, there's more points, more runs, and things like that when it comes to the way a game is played nowadays. All right, 46 years you've seen it all. Have you ever seen a punter win the most valuable offensive player in a bowl game? Well, I would say that probably the most <laughs> athletic punter other than Ray Guy that I've probably seen has been Luke Johnson. There he you is. Know, Luke, and and Luke would have given Ray a pretty good run for his money there. But uh, back then, Luke was so valuable, they wouldn't let him play other sports like Ray Guy did. So, you know, so uh, you know, punters, that's another change. You know, punters have become uh, a little more athletic, and, and they specialize. You know, back in the days, uh, the teams at Southern Miss, you had that one guy was the punter. And that's really all he did. Maybe he held every once in a while, mm-hmm. but a punter was a punter. And then you got a time, and kind of when Luke did come along, where they started to let them be a little more part of the what they did in the special teams, and so uh, yeah, that everything's changed in, in in football, basketball, and baseball, particularly probably football. More specialization, but at the same time, they let those specialty guys uh, do a little bit more than they used to. Now, Luke Johnson, did I tee that up for you or what, brother? No, it was really good. It, and we're referring to uh, John. You'll appreciate this after that 2003 shutout where we lost to Utah. 
Rick Cleveland wrote in the Claren Ledger. He, he it was a hypothetical question. He went, "How bad was the Southern offense on Southern Miss offense on this day?" Well, media members sarcastically voted Luke Johnson, the team's most valuable offensive player. <laughs> well, that's not fair either, because you know, uh, you know, punters have become, as I said, punters have become uh, really a, a part of that puzzle. That uh, coaches, coaches actually now, I'm not sure they always thought of punters as a weapon. Uh, other than maybe right guy back in the day, but but punters now, you know, they expect them to, you know, put it down inside the ten yard line, and put them in the right spots, and do a lot of things. So punters have become a a tactical weapon, as I call it, in college football nowadays, and on into the pros. One thing that where I was a utility for for John actually, uh, Bob, what he would do is he had his he had his recorder. And especially when we would go play uh, right before Christmas, he would get me to go around the locker room for about, I don't know, he, he gave it to me for about four or five days, and I would get all these, like, ten-second clips of, hey, this is uh, Travis Colis, uh, Travis Coley wishing you guys uh, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Hey, this is Rod Davis, all the fans, da-da-da-da. And so then John would use those on, uh, on on the broadcast. I think that's when you used it, John. We had some fun yep. together. He he gave me some uh, some some old school uh, pictures of the coaches. They were black and white then, in order to be able to to mess with some of them at, at uh, skit night and night. But yeah, yes, yeah, so, John. Sometimes you you'd allow me to be multi use in that that fashion. Yeah, we still do a lot of that. You know, I like to do it. I, I like to always when the seniors are leaving it, and we'll we'll hear some of these tomorrow on our on our broadcast. Is they get the seniors or guys that are leaving nowadays. They aren't always seniors. You know, they're leaving for other reasons, but. Uh, uh, the guys that will go on tomorrow, uh, what it's meant to them to wear the black and gold. And, you know, you really hear, some to me, some really neat answers from those mm-hmm. guys, you know, because uh, one of the few times they get to be serious and maybe it started to cross their mind, this is the last time I'm going to put that black and gold on. And so you really get some uh, some good answers about what it's mean to them to be a Golden Eagle and, and wear that black and gold. So we'll hear a few of those tomorrow. Good stuff. Um, I did want to ask you this, and I may ask you a little more in, in the in the break. Um, we still got several minutes in this break, but you know there is very few times um, do you get a fraternity among uh, the broadcasters of of the schools within a state, particularly at the D one level. And in Mississippi, we have something very special. Uh, with you and Jim Ellis and David Kellum, and uh, maybe not so much in football, uh, although you did get to to be in Davis Wade a week ago, but especially with with uh, with baseball. But back in the day, of course, when when those two schools did play us every year. But the 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 point is, it's really unique that you guys came into the business at the same time and are all still doing it almost fifty years later. Yeah, it, it really is neat, and they're really good friends of mine. I talk to them both uh, on a fairly regular basis. Uh, you know, we we tell stories, we uh, think back of, uh, and I tell you what's really neat. Years ago, someone did a about a ten part series about with the three of us, and without ever talking to each other, it's amazing how a lot of the answers were the same about how we got started or how we do a ball game or how we prepare for a ball game or, you know, things like that. It was, it was really amazing how a lot of the same, the answers were for the most part the same. So I think we all have kind of followed the same, the same path. 
in this career, and it's probably not a whole lot different from a lot of guys in other other places around the country either. But I just thought it was really kind of unique that the, the three of us all kind of started kind of the same way, doing a baseball game on a card table out behind the backstop, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe on one AM station you know, somewhere or things like that. So, yeah, they're great friends. They're great broadcasters. I, I pick their brain as often as I can about how they do things and why they do different things. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a neat fraternity to be a part of, particularly when you've been around it as long as, as the three of us have been. All right, John, the most primitive location you've ever had to do a broadcast from, would it be that, would it be that uh, what, what did you guys call the place out in South Texas when we were in Conference USA? Would that be the worst? Uh, no, 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 no. There have been, there have been places, I'll tell you, the, we played at Louisville, baseball one year and that's back when you had to order a phone line we tried to we ordered one but when we got there we couldn't find it we called the company and they said well we we can verify it's been installed but we can't tell you where it is well anyway so i sent jack duggan and the bus driver to radio shack they got about 40 about about 200 feet of phone cord at the time just regular old pots line phone line and we ran it from uh, the field hockey coach's office at Louisville to the third base bleachers. And I sat there surrounded by Louisville fans doing the ball game. They were great. They were bringing me hot dogs and drinks and <laughs> things like that. But, 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 uh, and, and during the game, somebody hit one that I thought because of the angle, I thought that, uh, it was hit farther than it was. And all of a sudden I saw it land over second base and I had called, I said, there's one hit way out of the, and then I saw it. I said, Oh my God, it's going to roll all the way to the wall. And uh, so you, you had to be pretty creative that day because the angle was bad. But again, they fed me hot dogs and uh, kept me uh, full of soft drinks or whatever that day. So that's probably the most unique place we've ever done a ball game. All right. We're talking to John Cox, uh, of course, the play by play voice of Southern Miss. You're going to stick around the last segment with us, aren't you, John? I'd love to. All right. More with John right after this. We'll wrap up this Friday edition of our program. If if I were downtown with John right now and Luke, I'd buy him a beignet at Mobay Beignet Company. It's a great place for you to go this weekend while you're out doing a little Christmas shopping. They'll cook it when you come in the building, and it's always delicious. We'll be right back. More with John Cox on the Super Talk Eagle Hour after this. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of this Thanksgiving week brought to you uh, by, uh, as we told you last segment, D-Bat and D-1. But a great, uh, is it because it's Friday, 4th Street Bar and Grill, another opportunity for you to get a great lunch every day for nine ninety-five. Comes with a soft drink, and I appreciate Slade White and his friends, as well as D-Bat and D-1 Training for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. In case uh, you missed a little earlier in the show, Lady Eagles get a win today. They improve to 5-1. and one. They defeat North Dakota by a score of 73-55. to 55. Congratulations to Coach McNeil. 
Dallas for the 5-0 and head start. Football tomorrow, of course, at 11 a.m. Swayze Bozeman and the rest of the seniors uh, will play their last game in the black and gold in the Rock. Men's basketball tomorrow in Milwaukee at 1.30. And then the Lady Eagles uh, hosting Samford inside Reed Green Coliseum at 4 o'clock. We continue with the voice of the Golden Eagles, John Cox. And, John, I, I wanted to tell you this. I'll be calling a uh, South State Championship game between West Jones and Picayune tonight uh, on WLAU here in Laurel. And uh, I catch myself uh, many times in a broadcast, cause, you know, just us novices, I, I listened to so many of your games growing up. We listened to them on the road, out in the yard, by campfires. I mean, you, you know how much of a Golden Eagle fan uh, I was as a kid and continue to be. But I will catch my – there will be something that I say tonight. It will not be uh, anywhere near how well you do it. But I'll say I learned that from John Cox. I, I, I remember listening to John say that. And I think there's all kinds of people – Throughout this state, John, that that watch a broadcast or tell a broadcast and have your your voice in in their head while they're doing that, and I think that's just that just speaks to to how beloved you are in Southern Miss Land. Well, I'm not sure that's true, but if it is, that, that that's really <laughs> neat. We all kind of learned, you know. I grew up in Middletown, Ohio, and the guy that I listened to first was a guy named Warren Johnson, WPFB Radio in Middletown, Ohio, who did Middletown High School. He did Miami University. He had done the NBA when there was a team in Cincinnati. He had done everything. And and I thought, could there ever be a better job than being Warren Johnson to be the voice of the Middletown Middies? And if that is all I had ever done, I would feel like I was I, I, I had lived the dream because that growing up, that's all I wanted to do was be Warren Johnson and do Middletown football and basketball. And uh, so, hey, while I'm thinking about it real quick, you mentioned Coach McNellis, you know, she lost her father overnight. He passed away. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he had been ill for a long time, and uh, she was not at the game today. But some of her family was there, her son, and uh, I think Dennis was there, her husband. But uh, she was really close to her dad. Her dad caught her, taught her everything I think she knew about the game of basketball and had her playing it from, from the earliest days that she could shoot a basketball. So uh, our yeah. thoughts and prayers go Absolutely. out to Coach McNellis and her family for the loss of her dad today. All right, John, you're, that's well said. I, I got to tell you one of my fondest memories of you. I was living up in Greenville, and uh, before I bought the radio station up there, I would have to get in my car and drive south until I could pick you up, and then I would pull over in a field somewhere and listen to the game. So I spent a many a night listening to you do football sitting in a car by myself in a cotton field. But I do want you to know the first thing I did when I bought the station, I put the games on my station so I could hear you in my living room. Well, and, I knew uh, you'd done that. I knew yeah. you were one of the first ones up there that really got us on. And, uh, you know, that's a big change, too, is uh, nowadays with all these, you know, you can listen to them on your phone. You can listen right. to them in your car, you know, and not necessarily have to be an over-the-air uh, over station. But, uh, right. yeah, that's that's another big change with all these things. But, uh, you know, we were lucky back in those days. We had some really – some folks, and you were one of them, that really uh, found a way – to get the Golden Eagles, and I, I, I'm convinced that some of the players that we used to get up there in the Mississippi Delta and up there uh, were guys, you know, like a Sherrod Gideon, some of right. those guys that had grown up kind of listened mm-hmm. to Golden Eagle football on uh, your station and others up that way. Well, so uh, we appreciate that, man. I hate hate you had to go out in the country and uh, <laughs> that was good. The, it was good out there out in yeah. the open somewhere in a field and listen to it back then. But uh, 
I'm glad I'm glad you're a part of it now. Well, I'm I'm happy to be a Golden Eagle for sure. Look, I want to I want to say this to you real quick, and then Luke, I'm sure I have a last comment. My wife pointed out to me last night. She said, "You know, you and John have known each other for almost 50 years." And I, I will tell you this, brother. One of the one of the things I'm grateful for is that long friendship with you, and I appreciate everything that. Uh, you have done uh, for Southern Miss through the years, and uh, you know I, I hope that uh, I hope you have many more good seasons up there in the broadcast booth, Luke. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I've, I've been great to know know you and I. Like I said we've known each other a long, long time as you've kind of moved around the state in different places. But uh, I know you've always been a, a great supporter of uh, Southern Miss, and and the one thing I'd say one of the neatest things I, I've ever done. I enjoyed more than anything I've ever done. And unfortunately, it's a, I think your mom passed away. Was that yes. a couple of years ago? I it guess. was two uh, years ago. Here. Yes, yes. And and during the broadcast, I think maybe a day or so after she had passed away, I was able to relate to people right, uh, right. some of the things that uh, she had listened to because I know she listened to a lot of the things that we did. So I enjoyed that game and uh, making her a part of that broadcast uh, to kind of commemorate her and say thanks to her for all the things she did for Southern Miss. I'll always be grateful to you for that night, my friend. I really will. All right, John, as always, uh, have a good broadcast tomorrow. You know you're always always welcomed here on the show. And uh, Luke, uh, you have a good broadcast tonight as well. Big game uh, in so-so Mississippi. We're all... uh, Pulling for Laurel and West Jones, and of course the Golden Eagles. So John, John we'll try, be, we'll try to make you. To tonight, so I, we, we'll, yeah, we'll try to make you proud tonight, John. We'll try to do. Uh, you will. Try no to matter do what job. you do, you'll make me proud. All right, John. Have a good day, my friend. We'll be back uh, Monday at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.